Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get From these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective Got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast Talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that And we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect We connect like a ball bat No need to double check These are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Man, I hope uh, that you guys can't see us during the theme song. I could definitely see Reg. And, like, I hope Reg could see me because, like, man, that song gets me every time. Uh, and hey, welcome, everyone to another edition of Grapsity. This is episode four, and this is Saturday, October 23rd, and uh, we're right here, youtube.com slash Fightful, and pretty much every other means that Fightful has uh, video streaming capabilities, because we're on the, the Twitter, we're on Facebook, uh, anywhere you could see us. You're seeing us, and I'm Will Washington, and I'm not alone here because Mr. Philip Lindsay's right here. <coughs> Morning, morning. I'm here. Reg is there. Will is there. We're all here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am here. I'm down here. It's Righteous Reg, Double R. Man, that theme song is just like, really gets the mood started out here on it these does. Saturday mornings. <laughs> it does. It gets me going. Um, yeah, and I want everybody to make sure that uh, if you're watching us live, Please be sure to uh, get us those super chats. Um, we'll be reading those here on the show all throughout. Um, and then also uh, be sure to give us a like, give us a thumbs up. Uh, make sure to hit subscribe uh, over at youtube.com slash Fightful. And uh, turn those alerts on as well because we go live. 
you'll get the alert. It pops up right on your phone. Mine just popped up. Said Grap City's live, except I'm on the show, so I ain't opening that notification. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I got the notification, so I know that we are doing this live. Uh, and yeah, join us. Be a part of a, our Saturday. See, for me, it's a Saturday morning. I'm here in Denver wearing my Bronco shirt, even though I shouldn't be because they're a bunch of bums who have Yo, lost four games in a row. where's your Nuggets shirt at, bro? <laughs> you need to get a Nuggets shirt on, I, ju- I was just... Around. I just went to the Nuggets game last night, so I was wearing Nuggets yesterday, uh, and I had fun. They beat the San Antonio Spurs, uh, which was expected, but even still. Uh, I mean, they beat the Suns game one, and then uh, game two, the Nuggets 2-0. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> if the season, the season ended today, perfect season. Um, but, <laughs> if it works hey, like man. that, they'd be killing it. Good for them. Hey. Well, your team is undefeated, man. Can't go wrong, man. Those <laughs> Chicago Bulls are undefeated. Ooh, Those Lakers are in the mud. You know, love to see it. Oh, <laughs> Lakers are beefing. Lakers are fighting on the bench. They don't care about nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was fun last night, too, because, uh, uh, you know, I always try to go to the home opener because it's usually around my birthday weekend because my birthday's on Tuesday. And so, uh, you know, uh, we always go. And we didn't get to go last year because there wasn't uh, – the season didn't start till December and so it was nice to just be back in the arena and it was it was cool it was fun uh uh Jokic is an unfair advantage in that he just makes stuff look so easy because like literally you take him i will say our bench needs work because like our starters phenomenal right but then like uh you put the bench in and uh that's pretty much where any lead we have starts to shrink up until you put Jokic back in and then all of a sudden he's just towering over folks just like ah, let me just because he's like he's not graceful at all like least graceful basketball player possibly on the planet but yet his stuff goes in so who cares <laughs> uh, there's like no style no finesse to it he's just big leggy white dude Yo, get big them Serbian, buckets, man, who, at who any just, cost who just gets buckets and so who could complain about that but like like I said, there's no style to it at all, but the substance is there, so whatever. I will absolutely take Jokic getting me buckets all day long uh, and those MVP chants. And even though I feel like every time I say this, I'm going to jinx it, but it hasn't happened yet, I've been going to Nuggets games for the last 20 years. Went to my first one in 2001, uh, and I think it was in the eighth grade at the time. I've never seen them lose. Every time I go, they always win. <laughs> Every time. And I like, I'm like, don't say that out loud uh, during the game. And I never say it until the game's over. And I'm like, there's another one. Uh, and you know, my kids, like, there's always a big celebration outside. And um, the Nuggets drum line, like, it's, they play outside. And, like, they let everybody, like, come dance with them and stuff. And the cool thing is, my son asked me yesterday, he's like, does this happen after every game? And I said, you know what? Maybe it happens after the losses, but we don't know. <laughs> right. I guess we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, because like, there's always like the, the little after party in the parking lot. Everybody's having fun. And Billy was like, yeah, they, they do this every time we come. And I'm like, they do. But I don't know if they do this at losses. I had never seen one. So the key is I had to make it to more playoff games. Yeah, that's what's up. I was also thinking maybe you shouldn't because what if it's like some reverse thing? Like yeah. it's only hot during the regular season. Then when you get to the playoffs, it's not so hot. Like yeah. you got yeah, a dilemma I now. I know. I've only been to, to two playoff games. And they won both, obviously. But I see. Well, you need to keep going, man. You better get all uh, season <laughs> tickets worth of playoff tickets. Yep. And hey, shout out to Rob. 
uh, for the super chat. Grab City, Grab City, Grab City. That's us. We appreciate That's us. you. Yes. Hey, shout out for Rob for buying that shirt. Yeah. Uh, shout out, Rob. Thank you for purchasing the shirt. And again, you can purchase the shirt over at uh, Fightful Shop. Um, and yeah, buy one of our two shirts. We've got the Grab City logo, but we also got the Yo Fightful Graps. Yeah. Uh, that one's us as well. Um, actually, I say us, but that one's more. Phil. Yeah, Phil did that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's us. You said it's us. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jester Designs, uh, let's hope Hit Row can out Charisma Vince if we get uh, some interaction. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, okay. We'll be talking about that. As a matter of yeah, fact, we'll it's kind of our first topic, right? We'll you know, I, I like to get a lot of the non-wrestling stuff out in the beginning and in the end uh, and, and other stuff before that because I, I talked about my week. What have you guys been up to? Um, whole body, bunch of kind of nothing and working. So yeah. <laughs> I've watched an insane amount of wrestling yesterday. I watched like five wrestling shows for some dumb reason. I ended up watching the, uh, blood sports show last night. That okay. was, that's pretty good. I liked it. Uh, Masha Slamovich and, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Roderick Strong's woman. I feel very upset for disrespecting wow. her. Uh, Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir. Oh, I'm Come so on. sorry. Come Marina. on, podcaster. I know, I know. <laughs> Killer match last night. Insane match. You guys should check it out. Main event was Chris Dickinson and Suzuki. Suzuki's just been on a tear, just beating everybody up. He beat up Chris Dickinson pretty bad. So Suzuki out. out here living his best life. <laughs> he is. He's having so much fun. He's just going to shows, beating fools up. Everybody's loving it, selling merch. And then he just yeah. goes home. You know, because he was supposed to be out here WrestleMania weekend uh, in 2020, mm -hmm. and of course yeah. we didn't get that. Uh, and I was, I had tickets uh, to. Oh man, that was the Orange Cassidy match. Yeah, right? the Orange Cassidy oh, match. Right. I had yeah, tickets yeah. to to Spring Break, and uh, I had tickets to everything. I was gonna go to um, uh, to for the culture. I had, I like that. My plan was like I had. Uh, my tickets lined up for that weekend to like go see everything, and this was gonna be like my indie weekend. I was like, I'm gonna see everything. I got WrestleCon meets with like everybody. Like I'm gonna do it all, and then <laughs> nothing. So unfortunate. I did that yeah. this year, and it was insane. Yeah, uh, and uh, we have. Uh, people on Twitter switch so fast on Charlotte once SRS dropped his article. Charlotte's uh, killing it. As a matter of fact, she's I, my I, favorite wrestler right now. I, I, I did see, you and know, and her man. I, I did see that a lot of people tried to come for the guy SRS, you know, earlier this week when you know SRS. that clickbait tweet came out. SRS. <laughs> 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 dude we Shout have to make to it Ross, we uh, absolutely have to make the song yeah i am all over it uh yeah we're for the guy. and then you know the stuff came out today and people kind of flip sides man right yeah. it happens quickly man he puts out a article people get pissed and he puts out another article and people are like man sean's dropping this knowledge on him it's like yeah <laughs> guy can't catch a break yeah and uh i am la lucha said uh had to show love to my new favorite group to, to talk wrestling. Uh, with hyped SRS brought you on. 
Uh, thoughts on the new Queen show? Eve is still a baddie. Oh, you oh, mean? I haven't Queen. seen yeah. it, but I definitely <laughs> oh, want yeah, to see it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, but um, I I want to. I I want yeah. to watch it. Like I'm like really interested. The there's like a paradoxical issue that I have with a lot of it, where it's like there's all these artists that they have featured in the show that would have worked with like everybody in this show and i'm like so logically this eve like obviously eve does not exist in this universe but also like so i don't know um i get it yeah so because like i grew up in that time period right, right. so like i uh but i have a feeling it'll be something worth watching so should be pretty good yeah so does sitcom um eve exist in that timeline <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I I, I just saw you on UPN, Eve. Well, because like, because I saw like T Boz was there, like as T Boz, but I'm like, so does would T Boz not know Brandy? Like that doesn't right. make any sense to that me. Doesn't but make no. any sense. <laughs> no, All these people would know each other. Yeah, so. I don't know. Uh, I, either Looks way, good, I watch We're definitely all going to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Um, I don't know. I don't like to watch shows without a full season being completed right. because. Uh, everything runs the risk of being canceled, especially with the amount of shows that are out right now. And the thing I hate the most is getting into a show that got canceled. So I at least have to like let a season complete. I never watch anything while it's on. I always binge it as soon as it starts. But hey, we're you talking spoiled streaming. <laughs> I know, son of a gun. <laughs> I know this is like not a thing before, right? Right. Like that's not a concept my parents. The know, old but... VHS Reggie right now is like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> Waiting and time and. What? You better watch that show, man. You're never going to see it again. Yep. <laughs> I know. That's why I have uh, old tapes of... Uh, do you remember Damon Wayans had a sitcom? It was just Damon. Um, yeah. Like, everybody remembers my wife and kids, but not a whole lot of people watch Damon. It was just him and David Allen Greer. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, yeah. I recorded that show and watched it while it was on and maybe i don't think it ran more than like five episodes but i saw it anyway I say, why did you record that of all <laughs> because i was because i was a living color fan and like so i do like damon wayans was like that dude to me and i wanted right. to see whatever it was anything he, did. he was doing was good yeah you know yeah. i love blank man i've seen that a thousand mm -hmm. times um and i probably shouldn't have seen mo money as a kid but i did same <laughs> stacy dash though Woo -wee. Yeah, wouldn't say she that now, one. but yeah, not, uh, <laughs> not now. Then she was the one. Then yeah, before she was just clueless, and now she's clueless. All right, uh, so we got uh, the title exchange gone wrong. Woo wee! Uh, or right? Who knows? Uh, it depends on who you ask. But We're gonna see. Last night, uh, we know that Becky and Charlotte were scheduled to do their title exchange. Uh, in the main event segment of uh, Friday Night SmackDown. You guys know that show. It's a show that uh, we watch on Fridays and everybody says it's great. And sometimes it is. And then other times it's last night. Uh, but so we, uh, but story broke um, last night. Well, the funny thing was, so I want to talk about how the story broke. Uh, because you have to pay attention, people. So... The way the story initially came out was uh, we're going to play Chain of Events. First, just a tweet drops from Andrade that says, F U W W E. Andrade finished that main event out and came out saying, Man, for real. <laughs> like and, 
and one, two, three, uh, bam, 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 fuck WWE. Yeah, well, and so uh, everybody was like, why is he just talking shit about WWE? Why does he care about his former employer? You know, why can't he just, like, let his stuff go? What happened at AEW? And I was like, you know, y'all know that match was taped, like, a week ago. So, like, you know it had nothing to do with that match. Mm-hmm. It had something to do with, like, probably wouldn't even paid attention to the fact that that match was even Eric. Because, like, it happened in his life, and he's been done for a while. Sorry, my... To, uh, we're 15 minutes into the show because that was my alarm to start the show uh and i accidentally snoozed it for 15 minutes but anyway so uh but i saw people like quote tweeting it and they're just like oh wwe living rent free and andrade's head uh the accident built the ss match uh much as than always WWE. that's classic yeah. wwe they never do it themselves they always just fall in it like Becky wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for a big accident I mean, she might, <laughs> you know what i mean nia Jax yeah. punched her in the mouth and know, the rest and that- is history Yep, that cemented everything for her. But Accidents. as far as uh, this chain of events, so um, yeah, Andrade put his tweet out, and uh, this isn't like one of those like I told you so kind of things. But my gut told me it had something to do with Charlotte. I couldn't put my finger on it, but it's like Andrade is not the type to just like. As a matter of fact, he thanked WWE upon leaving. Right. Like he what he doesn't seem like the type to just like talk shit for no reason. Uh, and so when that happened, my gut went, huh, wonder what's going on with Charlotte. And then, uh, and then sure enough, within minutes, um, wrestle votes, then, uh, quote tweets it with, uh, and, and you gotta love wrestle votes because they're kind of the, the Kings of, of vague posting. Um, oh my God. Oh, like, so vague. <laughs> like, you know, when you get the, the, the eye emojis, um, the shifty eye emoji that, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> like, you absolutely know that something's happened. And uh, almost within minutes, the story's going to drop. But WrestleVotes tweeted, uh, they quote tweeted it and said, this is only the beginning of the story that unfolded tonight. And so, again, I saw people reply to it like, what are what's going on at AEW? And it's like, they didn't tape anything at AEW. Yeah, that was no taped AEW. a week ago. <laughs> AEW has nothing to do with this. Yeah, it was like, they taped a week ago. This but I appreciate that. I appreciate the amount of people who don't know that Rampage like isn't live. Right. Um, Which and- is great. I wish I was the same. The funny thing about this whole thing is there was a story, I think, yesterday about uh, Sean SRS again tweeted that Charlotte was in Saudi Arabia. And then Andrade was like, no, we're actually in Mexico. So it mm-hmm. kind of added another layer. Like, they were just together. So I was yeah. like, oh, he's mad that they made her come into work. Like, that's when, when he's like, FWWE, he's like, yo, we was on vacation. We was we on the cooling. beach. Yeah. We was having a great time. Now she got to go and be on this awful show. <laughs> well, I won't say awful show, but because we, we'll talk about that. that. That's our number two story. Spoilers. Uh, Drew, by the way, said, you can see how comfortable that was with hindsight. Sonya didn't want to be there. And Cole, for a split second, had his head down. Hey, maybe... Hey, WWE, baby, don't. I mean, yep, uh, there's there's a lot to talk about with that. But so PW Insider um, came out with the details, uh, I guess, late last night, early morning, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, and uh, Fightful Select um, added more details to the story today uh, in that the story uh, basically is that the segment didn't exactly go as planned. Uh, that Charlotte had uh, reportedly been kind of voicing concerns about it all day uh, backstage, um, but reportedly wasn't heard. Uh, the segment went as planned, uh, or I suppose the segment went started as planned. Right. Uh, went 
as it was supposed to go. Um, the the big thing in the story is that the the way the belts were exchanged, as we saw. Now, the way it played out on TV was that Sonya reaches for Charlotte's belt. Charlotte drops the belt. Uh, then Charlotte picks it up, hands it to Sonya, and Becky throws her belt at Charlotte. Um, and according to Fightful Select, which FightfulSelect.com, um, sign up because uh, it's a I, I, it's a really great deal for what you get as far as uh, wrestling news is concerned. Um, and I'm not just saying that as somebody who uh, now hosts a show on Fightful. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Fightful. But I also say that as somebody who was a Fightful Select subscriber before I started Grapsity. So, like, I, I I actually do endorse Fightful Select as a, as a great deal. It's been longer um, than four weeks, you guys. All right? <laughs> yes. Um, but basically, that the original script called for um, Becky to grab the belt uh, away from Charlotte and brag about being Becky two belts. And then Sonya Deville was going to, um, demand that the belt be handed over to Charlotte. Um, but that Charlotte didn't agree with that. And, uh, that they got in an argument when they got backstage, there was a lot of shouting, um, that Charlotte had said that dropping the belt was accidental. Now that that details come out, I almost want to rewatch the segment because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since, uh, I saw that detail. Right. Uh, so I'm curious about that. Uh, but it sounded like cat off the top. <laughs> and then Charlotte was asked to leave the venue. Uh, so this is, there's a lot to dissect here. Um, Look, Charlotte thing- is Teflon Don. She knows she can do whatever <laughs> in the world. Because what are they going to do? Fire her? Yeah, right. If they do, they're going to bring her back. She's forever. She can do whatever she wants. They're never going to not love Charlotte. And she knows that in the back of her mind. So she's like, look, I can do anything I want out here on live TV. It doesn't matter. What are they going to do? They're not going to fire her. And that's what it showed right here. It showed that, like, she kind of used her veteran status to make a statement, I think, more than just, like, you know, trying to be, like, uh, trying to beef. I think she was, like, making a statement, like, no, we don't have to, like, go with this. Like, we need to think about other things than this terrible booking. So, like, I'm not going to be with it. Here we go. This is how I'm going to handle it. Yeah, because there's a lot to to take away from this. Because I have problems, of course, with uh, the big thing here, which is that uh, the title swap in itself, like, sucks. Uh, And, uh, you know, I I hate when being an optimist, like, makes me look like an idiot. Because, like, Phil, you had posted yesterday about um, the, the title swap, don't do this. And I'm like... Nah, maybe they'll do something different because it's the main event segment and like, you know, maybe an angle will come out of this or you do something going into Survivor Series. Something else, right? Nope. Nah. Nah. Nope. Imagine this angle without that little fight. It would have been just nothing. They would have switched the belts and then Sasha Banks would have came like, what? This is awful. There's no heat here at all. Yeah, I mean, it just looked like a dumb segment, but now it looks hilarious knowing everything that we know <laughs> <Right>. about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I watched it this morning. Someone put the My Way or the Highway over it. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was oh, sitting laughing shoot. at it, thinking uh, sisters are doing it for themselves. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Charlotte's Charlotte's been letting y'all know for a while that she's not feeling it. I mean, yep. that was pretty much the catalyst behind the Nia match as well, is mm-hmm. Charlotte's not feeling it. Um, <laughs> and, 
yeah, you, you could see during this segment her body language, like her facial expressions, like it was just like, man, you're not covering it well. You're not covering it well. Yep. I yep. also love Sonya's face, like, guys, what are we doing? Like, yeah. this is go. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going bad. It's going bad. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah, and then Sasha just runs out, like, hey guys, I'm here. Like, yep. <laughs> hey, just, don't you do so, that? And we're like, wait, don't you do what? <laughs> it was it was a disaster, man. Um, but yeah, let this be a lesson. Don't do title exchanges. I mean, don't do it. Like, uh, I, I've seen a couple of ideas as far as that's concerned, because like the main one should be, yeah, if you hold a belt that says Raw or SmackDown, you're ineligible to be drafted. Like that. Easy is, as that. Yeah, Why are that you drafting be... these people if you're gonna do that stupid if you're gonna do this? Why are you doing that? Yeah. And uh and they've been like inconsistent about that in the past, right? Because like I remember in 07, right? Like Bobby Lashley was drafted as ECW champion, and they were like, "Well, you're ECW champion, so you're officially stripped of the title." But then, like the next, the like the very next year, Kane, ECW champion, drafted to Raw, and they were like, "Eh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just not smart." I mean, especially when you had so many title matches, you had the chance to move that title this week. This week. You could have just made Bianca champion. I don't know why you didn't do that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't get what they're doing. I I don't know. It almost feels like either rename the, the titles or change the draft format at this point. Yeah. Right. Don't do not do title exchanges because now Charlotte's a 12-time champion. I, I for simply, said, didn't they say they're not going to count it as a new title ring? How do you not, though? Like Because officially oh. on the record now, the record books shows – Charlotte, new champion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way. There, it's done. There's, there's no way. Like it would have to be like with an asterisk. And like even still, you've absolutely just like screwed up your history for no reason. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have seen the rumor, of course, that uh, Charlotte wanted to lose clean to Bianca. Um, that would have been cool uh, because that match was great. But man, that ending. Charlotte of, loses. Uh, oh my gosh. Charlotte's lost in 24 hours. Charlotte's lost the same night her belt. Charlotte has lost this belt all every single time she's defended it. Why now they want to let her go over? And at the dumbest time to let her go over. The yeah, worst, does, worst time to sense. let her win this championship again. And they just let it happen. That's it why she really got mad. She was I, like, right. no, you're not going to make me look bad again. They're going to blame right, me for exactly. this on the internet. I'm right. not taking it. <laughs> not taking it anymore. I know exactly what they're going to say about me. So don't do well, this. And you don't know, like, because uh, there's a few things like uh, that I now have a problem with. <clears throat> Talking about the title exchange. And I mentioned this because I was on um, uh, Denise Salcedo's YouTube channel uh, when we previewed uh crown jewel and i mentioned this point before but uh thinking about the the idea that charlotte is or not charlotte oh uh, yeah that charlotte's now the smackdown women's champion sure that's the point i'll go with uh and that you now exchange the titles so now officially on the record and this is why i hate this i hate that uh because i feel like title history is important and i feel like Lineage of the titles is important, and I feel like uh, staying with the titles is important. Mm-hmm. I have a big problem with the idea of Bianca having lost her belt in seconds at SummerSlam, and now she's been drafted away from the belt, and officially on the record, she doesn't get that back. 
Like, even if she wins the Raw Women's title, like, historically now, the book is just going to show. Uh, you look at the Wikipedia entry, you look at WWE.com's entry for the SmackDown Women's title, it is. Uh, Bianca lost the belt in 26 seconds, never got it back. And, like, uh, that that sucks. That's like, you know, for everybody that was like, oh, don't worry, she'll get it back eventually. Nah, she got the other belt now. Like, right. it's not going to be the belt she lost. It's not going to be the title she lost. It's not going to be the, like, I, and I just, that all sucks to me. Uh, it all sucked. Yeah. Uh, so uh, going back to the Super Chats, um, Charlotte's a mark for herself. Yes, the exchange was stupid, but she didn't have to do Becky like that. By the way, thanks for the content, y'all. Uh, I'm Jacob, gonna... her last name is Flair, bro. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, I, I I think it's a little unprofessional how she chose to do it. Um, but her daddy you know, would have the same thing. Yeah, I just you know, Teflon Don, she got clout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I just think that you know, it's there has needed to be a conversation about the women's division for some time. I think the women's division has been a mess. And I remember maybe about a few months ago, people were like, we need Charlotte back. Charlotte will fix this. And I said, no, it won't, because the problem isn't who they are booking. The problem is how they're booking them. Mm -hmm. And so now we have Charlotte back, and it's still kind of a mess. You have no women's match last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about that. I want to read Terrence's uh, Super Chat real quick. Y'all are killing the game, brothers. Thank you. Uh, Is the Charlotte and Becky booking an indictment of how tone-deaf WWE really is? Uh, They had to know this was weird. Uh, I mean, it... All of it, like, there's so much you could have done because, like, it's not like they didn't have an out, right? Like, right. Bianca wins last week. Sasha wins it. Um, Crown Jewel. Bam. You have the belts on the shows. You didn't have to do the title swap, and you're good. Uh, but instead, I just think they booked day to day. They didn't think about it. They yeah. just got there, and they were like, oh, shit. What do we do now? Let's just have them exchange the belts. You know? <laughs> uh, Stupid ass shit. So... The 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 problem last night. Let's talk about SmackDown, right? Uh, let's talk. Look, about man. It. Uh, I like professional wrestling. Obviously, That's I what do I'm this show. The show for. Yeah, that is what I watch the show for. And again, I mentioned on our first episode that I tend to watch the shows from the perspective of somebody in the audience. I didn't watch the show live, and I'm really glad I didn't. Because uh, I was at the Nuggets game, so I, I uh, Friday nights is going to be really difficult for me, especially during basketball season, to to watch wrestling live because there's going to be live basketball. But I promise I will watch, and I watch SmackDown, uh, and like you know, opening segment with Roman and Brock, this cool. Except I have a little beef with the idea that like you know when people talk about. Uh, WWE insulting your intelligence and there's, I've seen people who are like what does that even mean like how do they insult our intelligence I'll give you an example you Mr. Viewer Miss Viewer Mrs. Viewer anybody as a viewer of this show you know for a fact that Brock Lesnar is not a full time wrestler you absolutely know that you know that this man comes back a couple times a year and does this thing Come you on, don't you necessarily guys. need, like, you... I knew where he was going with this, <laughs> yeah. and I was mad when he got to it. Why are yeah. you saying this, Adam Pierce? We don't... Yeah, like, you don't have to suspend Brock Lesnar. No. Nobody in the right mind believes that the reason Brock Lesnar ain't here for the next three months is because he's suspended. No. 
you don't have to do that. You don't have to because, say that. Because, like, you expect me, viewer, to believe that if Brock Lesnar wasn't suspended, he'd be here? He's not. That's not how that works. No. That's not how it's worked over the last 10 years. But yet, this also ain't the first time that they have come up with some kind of explanation to write Brock Lesnar off for a few All months. Right. We don't have to do that. People know that Brock Lesnar is here. not a full-time wrestler. I said that what they should do is reverse suspend him and make force him to reverse. come into work every <laughs> single week. Yo, you want to keep doing suspend. this? I need you to come next next SmackDown. The SmackDown after that. Yo, if you reverse suspend him, make force him to come into work, that's going to do way more damage than the thing he always does. <laughs> and this is even dumber because he's only been back for like three weeks or something, four weeks. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yo, he's suspended. We can't take this. Bro, you want this. Why would you suspend <laughs> something you want? You want hey. Brock Lesnar to be causing chaos. Oh, no, actually, we don't. That's too much. No, Shut man. Just, just admit you just wanted him for the show on Thursday. That's, and that's it. <laughs> and so, man, I mean. Look, are, Brock are got we, his million-dollar check, and he's out, you guys. Sorry. Yeah. See you later. Are, are we ready to acknowledge that Pierce is kind of bad at his job as well? Because it's like, <laughs> I mean. he goes, hey, Brock is suspended. I was like, hey, you going to do anything about Sonya continuing to bully Naomi or no? Are you going to nope. do anything about how you ruined the tag division by not giving the tag titles to Dakota and, and Raquel, Raquel and then making new titles? And both titles now suck. It's like unbelievable. You're, you're terrible at your job, Adam Pierce. You're terrible at your job. Unbelievable. He's just trying uh, to get himself over. And uh and Roman would threaten and fight Pierce. Mm-hmm. Never suspended Roman. Nothing. Ever. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. He was getting his ass beat for like two months and was just cool with it. And you know what? Okay, I'm gonna call myself out. Look, I have been avoiding trying to pronounce your first name. Um and uh so let me know because I didn't want to be an idiot. It's so like, um, let him have that one. Yeah. So just like give because because I, I want to say because I actually want to say the name. It is like the only super chatter whose name I haven't said, and she's given us multiple super chats, and so I want to give the credit where it's due. So, uh, but alien, a- alien, a- alien. So, <laughs> so uh, um, yeah. Let me know. Uh, you yeah, don't but, have. Uh... You don't have to super chat that one, by the way. You don't no, have to super da- let, chat. Let uh, Will know. You can send him a voice oh, note on Oh, okay. Uh, Jay Shell. Jay Shell? Perfect. And she said, no worries. Jay Shell. No worries. Yeah. There we go. Gave you a Shout bonus for that Jay one. Jay Shell. Thank you, Jay Shell. Uh, well, because I was going to say, like, Jay Chalet. Like, I don't know. Um, Chalet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you never know. Uh, so, either way. Thank you, Jay Shell. Shout out to Jay Shell. Thank you for the super chats. Uh, if, you heard, if you heard me give any super chats without a name on this show, they were Jay Shells. Uh, but it's Jay Shell going forward. And I'm going to say Jay Shell one more time. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so we. Jay Shell. Uh, so anyway. SmackDown the, sucks. That's so, what we're going to. Yeah. So the point I was going with was SmackDown. Stupid wrestling in this all show. Right, look, look, SmackDown man. sucks. I hate it. We all hate it. Uh, so the the. Even uh, before that, it's just a fucking Roman no, I was, show. I was anyway. watching SmackDown, right? And yeah, so Roman Reigns, he, he's cut the promo, and uh, he, does he trust Paul Heyman? Oh, no, does he trust Paul Heyman? And, you know, this stuff is entertaining, like, in the in the soap opery way. It's fun. I like I like this stuff. I like, uh, you know, not knowing if it's Paul Heyman uh, or where Paul Heyman's allegiance lies. Like, this stuff is fun. Uh, but I recognized that uh, by the 30-minute mark, there had been no matches taking place. Like, 30 minutes uh, goes by, 
and Adam Pierce is out there. And I swear to you, uh, what what was the timestamp I, I sent you guys? I'm like complaining about this to Phil and Ridge as I'm watching it. I think it might have been at I the I think it got up to marks. like 40 minutes in the room. Yeah, it was, uh, let's see. Yeah, so 38 minutes in and Drew started walking out. Uh, and I'm like, okay, get to a match. And then he grabs the mic and I'm like, oh my God, more talking. Right. And then- uh, Get to the fireworks. <laughs> Yeah, get to the fireworks factory. Yeah, and then um, and then Sami Zayn comes out, and then uh, oh my god, he starts talking again. And I swear to you, the forty-two minute mark of the show is where the first bell of this show rings. And then they're like, and now we gotta go to commercial break. And I'm like, shut the f- up! No, you can't be serious. <laughs> Y'all trolling. <laughs> Y'all are trolling. Like, I just want to watch some matches. And that match was like, what, five minutes? Uh, and, uh, hold <laughs> Yeah. Bro, did you just quote Coming to America, LOL, Soul Glow? Um, and, yeah, the, uh, oh, and hold on. We got some super chats that we got to read. Okay, so first off, Jay Shell again. Uh, OMG, I love you guys. You're my favorite podcasters. Totally made my day. Uh, my name is actually my parents' names put that's together. Hard. James wow. and Michelle. Complicated, yeah. I know. Uh, no, it's not. That's classic no, that's black, cool. Jay yeah. Shell. We know, we know how <laughs> black people work. It, it's uh, different. I like. But it. thanks again. Love I interacting love on Twitter. No, I honestly, that's cool. That is cool as hell. Yeah, no, uh, thanks. She's uh, very active on Twitter with all the stuff that we have. Well, since you know the podcast yeah. started, we really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I was actually uh, so because I like stories like that. Because we were just recently, uh, my my kid's school does a, a a thing called the whole district does it, but they do what's called the pass meetings. Um, and it's for, it's meetings for parents of students of color to basically sit around at a table and talk about issues that they have, uh, with the school or things that wow. might be going right. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. cool. I've been doing it for about five years. Right. And so we did a thing where we all had to discuss like the origin of our names. And I was just like, I mean, it's William. I'm named after my grandpa. Like, that's it. Uh, and, like, I was loving hearing, like, everybody else having, like, cool stories and things like that. And I'm just like, eh, it's William. That's it. I don't know where my grandpa's came from. But <laughs> that was that. Uh, so we do those Thursdays. Um, and they are they're great meetings. <laughs> you didn't pull uh, your coffee hat and go out. <laughs> my name is William. I don't know what our real name is because, you know. This- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I actually... So, I actually, for the purpose of this show, have it at arm's length just in case it ever needs to come up because I actually. Thank you. Thank you. Our show is black, boy. As soon as the comment comes up in the chat, trust me, the hat's coming yes. on. All right. Beautiful. <laughs> Damn, I love that. That's um,. It is. It is at arm's length. So anyway, um, uh, <laughs> 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 but part of it is for a Halloween party we're going to next week, where uh, I guess I'll spoil the the costume. Um, but my uh, uh, my wife was going to be a witch, and she wanted to be accompanied by a black cat, and so and she doesn't even know this idea yet. And so I was like, yeah, I'll be a black cat. And so I was just going to, like, draw, like, two whiskers on and put the kufi on and basically just, like, walk. (laughs) (laughs) That's hella funny. That's good. Yeah. So 
Uh, pardon my cough, by the way. I've been sick all week. <coughs> Yikes. I've been trying to reach Is everything okay, the new my button. Brother. Yeah, so hold on. Let me, hey, we got a bunch of Super Chats in the meantime. Uh, what y'all talking about out there? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Drew said the whole Bloodline storyline has so many flaws in it. After WrestleMania this year, it started going downhill for same, me. Same, same, same. It dominates shit. the show every, every day, week. That's how WWE doesn't know how to book. When they find their guy, they just book him to death. It happened yeah. with Stone Cold. It happens with, with it happens with every superstar they ever had. Hogan, if they find it, they just have to shove it down our throats. They're like, okay, we got it with Roman. So now, Roman, Roman, Roman. There was times when SmackDown was only about Roman, and people were like, well, this is great content. It's great. But it's like, I, w- I don't want to watch a show that's just about one wrestler. It's supposed yeah. to be a variety show. It's supposed to be about all these other talents, and this whole show is just centered around this one storyline, I'm not into that, man. I'm not into the whole show. It's like, well, what's going to happen with the bloodline? What's going to, yeah. I, yeah. I want to know what's going to happen, but like, tell me five other stories at the same time, because like, this ain't enough for me. The Terrett says the format of the main roster shows is why I passed on free raw tickets in my hometown in Raleigh. I drove two hours to see Ooh. AEW in Charlotte. Two hours. Two hours. Damn. You made the right choice, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause you, and... you would have got ripped off for that free <laughs> ticket. And oh, Cordman316, love the icon, uh, said, tried to watch SmackDown for the first time in years to support King Woods. Turned it off after 45 minutes of no wrestling. I do not miss this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do not miss this. Yeah, and then, for real, uh, Cordman. Keep it going, because. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Noel Taken says, uh, just showing some love. Keep doing y'all thing. Uh, y'all brothers spitting gospel. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah. So, anyway, my point here. It's just like there's no like wrestling happening on this show, no. and like I I get it. There's a fine line, right? Because uh, on one end you have, and this isn't just to compare to AEW. Like AEW is obviously a wrestling focused show, and part of being a wrestling focused show is that they don't necessarily have pay per views like every month. They have pay per views every quarter, so therefore. Um, there's not necessarily like time to waste uh, because you, you know, it's not every show is not there to build to the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Whereas like WWE is really there to sell you a Peacock subscription, essentially. And each show is there to, to get you to watch the next Peacock show. Uh, and so I get it. it it's a different philosophy. Uh, but at the same time, like you're not charging people admission any less. So like, right. You know, there there has to be, you have to strike a balance in making these shows matter. Uh, like I said on our first episode, there's no such thing as free TV. Like, in some way, somebody paid for it, um, whether they're paying for it with their money or they're paying for it with their time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I do feel like wrestling needs to be happening on these shows in some way, uh, at least if you're into wrestling. Like, I, I know some people who uh, are very much just... Uh, I, I have two former co-hosts whose favorite line was wrestling's the worst part of wrestling. Like they like the storylines. They like uh, the drama. They like all that stuff. Like the Roman stuff is, is for them. Get it. Hey man. But those guys also <laughs> didn't know what Camp Lo Lucini is. So we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I it just, is. But it do, and then like, do those guys go to live shows? You, I like, I like that stuff too, but I don't at all want to see it when I'm there. I don't want to see a bunch of people talking. And I for sure don't want to see them on a screen showing me these damn pre-takes. Yeah, yeah. like, 
I, like I said, I feel like you have to strike a balance, and I feel like this show did not strike that balance. Um, and thank you, Monica, um, sending us the the super chat. I agree with Reg. I need multiple mm-hmm. storylines. Uh, thank you, Monica. Appreciate uh, you, Monica. Uh, yeah, I. And then on top of all of that, the show didn't have a women's match at all. Nothing. Not one. Not one. They had one women's angle at the end. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're going to do the title swap, you should have done a women's match to at least, you know, offset that. But to not have a women's match and then end the show with that title swap, it just was very, very jarring to me. Uh, Like, so there were some slightly encouraging things. Uh, I, they, they, the, we had the debut of Hit Row on this show. Um... You guys seem to have some thoughts on that. I can already see it uh, brewing in Phil's face. <laughs> I, you know, hey, I just don't know what's going on. Man. Um, <laughs> I'm giving it a chance. I'm giving it a chance, but I just don't know what's going on. You had the reports coming out the same day of are uh, they a tag team? Are they not uh, a tag team? Look, I, I don't know. Shane Swerve, Isaiah Scott Strickland is one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. The vehicle of Hit Row should be that Isaiah Swerve Scott becomes WWE champion, universal champion, some kind of big champion here. This show is about him. And when I figured out really quick that they're not trying to make this show about him. Hey, man. Yeah, you know, for me, obviously, I I gotta go. Uh, for me, ring the I, bell and this guy. No uh, one's better than this guy. Ring the bell, ding, ding, ding. No one can do what this guy does, and they are not seeing it. He was my 2017 wrestler of the year, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's because you're related to him." I'm like, no. no, like honestly, it was because every show I attended that he was at, uh, the way he got the crowd, um, whether he was wrestling in front of 15 people or mm-hmm. I watched him wrestle in front of a thousand people, um, no matter what he did. It was like they were into him. Um, I, he's cool, man. Yeah, he's a it, cool wrestler. He was a cool knows. wrestler, and like the That's way rare. that it, it, it was, <laughs> it was always just amazing to me to be around people who uh, would all sing "Ain't Nobody" and right. the amount Listen. of people in the audience. And I'm calling people out here now who didn't know who that song was by. Uh, <laughs> shame on you shame uh, on you it, shame. It, it was happening there were people who were all singing it and they're like yeah this is my favorite michael jackson song and i'm like what oh yikes <laughs> what now what? <laughs> that was a shaka khan man what is happening here hey um, i i'm just gonna say it i think that they missed the boat by when he first debuted not licensing that song seriously. and giving him that record to come out with music because it's yeah. just such a big part of his presentation mm-hmm. yes they should have done it i know hopefully uh, tony khan's gonna shell out that <laughs> money when it's go time yo t yo shaka khan shaka khan shaka khan let me get that. uh but like honestly just uh the way hit row like it, it so I say this. As they got another who, Mark Henry. That's all they care about. All they want is a big another Mark Henry. Oh, he no, can look, slam look, two look, people look, at look, the look. same time. We need him to be world champion. Look, uh, uh, hold up. And uh, so <laughs> I want to read Jay Shell's uh, super chat. She said, "Me watching WWE is the most toxic relationship in my life. There's no way I should oh, feel trapped." Oh my god, Jay Shell, since I was six. Uh, and uh, Rob's super chat is popping. Level up. Um, but we appreciate y'all. Y'all are killing it. 
Yeah, I uh, love the super chats today. So, but yeah, that's me. I'm trapped. I'm like, if I don't watch this show, I'm gonna miss something. But then when I watch the show, I hate it. But then I have to watch the show for this podcast. It's like, what? Is, I'm, I, I, I don't know what you want me to do here. So yes. my my worry, better show. my worry though is that uh, it did feel like an NXT because that's what it was, right? That like Hit Row formed around Swerve. It was right. about, uh, it was about Swerve, mm-hmm. and uh, that's you know because ultimately he was it's not to say he's better than anybody else in the group i'm not saying that but i am saying that um the work was kind of put in for him in nxt first and not necessarily with the others so really they were his supporting cast right uh and that's how i felt watching it Mm -hmm. um and with this debut my worry was that uh the way it was presented, I saw the PW Insider story about uh, what Hit Row is going to be going forward. I don't know how true that is. Uh, so not necessarily going to speak to that. I'll just speak to what I saw on SmackDown, that it felt like he was just a piece of the group. It right. didn't feel like his vehicle. And uh-huh. that worries me because he's been there this whole time and the work's been put in for Swerve for him to suddenly not be the guy in the group. And yeah. it didn't it didn't feel like he was a centerpiece. Uh and I was worried about that and, and I he is. That that's not the case cuz he He's is He's the man. He is the man. Uh Terrence said last night I had a brief feeling that Swerve would get the Ernie Ladd treatment. He's so gifted on the mic and between the ropes. Uh no on the tag team. Um, and we know how they feel about tag teams. I don't like, let's just start there. They don't care about tag teams. Uh, if you're in a it, tag team, they don't care about you. So, it, like, there you go. And uh, Ken said, for real, if I, I can't sing along to Ain't Nobody, then Shane Strickland's greater than Swerve Scott. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just go watch Lucha Underground. <laughs> Because he was doing some crazy shit. Watch his run in MLW. MLW is what I was going to say. Uh, I mean, crazy. honestly, his match with uh, Matt Riddle, phenomenal yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the MLW championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that Let's one I think that. is pretty readily available on YouTube. Yeah, I think you can seen. watch most of his run on YouTube. So, yeah. Do that. So, that's uh, like. And, and watch uh, AEW in a few months when he's there. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Don't say <laughs> Well, I didn't say that's, anything. That is <laughs> that is nothing that is of any. Well, I'm just talking out loud. I'm just talking about anything. Hey, man. Uh, but Ain't anyway. going to ring off one of those dynamites. <laughs> We're all going to be dancing. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to see more. Because I, I think, uh, I, I truly do think that... Um, he has all the potential to be a a star and he's shown it uh you know it's not that i don't want to see because like obviously treating guys as equal parts has worked out well like when you look at the new day uh and uh but at the same time vehicle factions also work too and that's okay Mm -hmm. and um and that's not to say that that's not a knock on top dollar at all hey, and no. i appreciate top dollars coming up yeah man. i really do um i think he's been great on twitter over the last few weeks i think he's been doing his thing but man it just feels like they've taken a step back with with swerve and right I don't know. 
Yeah, no, if they're going to use Swerve as a stepping stone, I'm not in at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I want to see... Uh, there's, there's a lot of things I want to see, but also I feel like if the work is there, uh, go with the work. Don't necessarily go with... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not feeling it. But anyway, uh, mixed tag show. Thanks. Uh, simply thanks. <laughs> Nothing to read there. Listen but thank to the mixed tag show. Thanks. Dope. Yep. Uh, so anyway, bottom line, as far as SmackDown's concerned, just where are the matches? That's it. I just want some matches. Uh, by the time the show was over, you ran four matches. They all collectively ran about 20 minutes total, and uh, that's insane. That's not to say that matches need to have length, per se. Like, I, I am a believer that uh, you don't necessarily have to stretch for time with a match. Like, I, I'm a big believer in go with what you got. But there's no way that's all they got. There's no way I refuse to believe that with all that talent you got backstage, that that's all the wrestling you have. You there's just did a no draft. And you, you didn't just... do... Where are that... Oh, yeah, and then we saw some new faces backstage, uh, right? Because uh, we saw Aaliyah is going to oh, be on SmackDown. God, don't say that name out loud. <laughs> yeah, we saw, saw Zia uh, get the get the vignette. Um, we, yeah. Zia Lee's great, but, I mean, hey. We saw I'm from matches. the UK, and I fought uh, since I was 12 years old on the streets of Liverpool uh, since I was Ridge Hollands here now. They give every UK guy the same exact gimmick. I fought <laughs> at 12 years old in the streets. My mom and dad didn't care about me. I haven't had a real meal since I was 13. I've been fighting for scraps. That's all the same gimmick. <laughs> William Regal did it, and we loved it. But every guy can't be the same, you guys. Um. Well, I saw that uh, when they did the little promo with Sheamus, and Sheamus was talking about um, uh, being the guy of the, the man who has the banger matches. And, like, he's right. Yeah. Uh, is that going to happen on SmackDown? I don't know. This ain't the show for that. But uh, it would be great if it was. But... Uh, Show sucked. Let's know. please move on. Oh my yeah, God. all right, all right. <laughs> so, on the other end, we had the, the TBS title bracket. Um, and, yeah, so that was announced. Yep. Uh, that was announced, uh, and everybody was curious what that was going to mean. Tony Khan appeared on Busted Open earlier in the day to, uh, to announce that there was going to be four buys in the tournament and who would those buys be uh the guess from a lot of people turned out to be correct and i'm trying to pull up the bracket now uh rather than just continuing to talk about it so <laughs> give me bracketology uh, there's four buys uh yeah well because they announced they announced 12 participants and of course you can't have a tournament with 12 participants because that's yeah. not how that works or you're gonna end up with a triple threat which like that wouldn't be too that would have been cool yeah, that actually would have been cool. But uh after that crown jewel triple threat. Yeah. So uh what they officially announced and it's uploading right now. There we go. All right. So the brackets announced basically it is the bottom four of the top five ranked competitors in AEW got a buy. That would be Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Chris Statlander. Uh and then the other participants in the tournament would be Anna Jay taking on Jamie Hayter. The Bunny taking on Red Velvet, Serena Deeb taking on Hikaru Shida, and Penelope Ford taking on Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. And <laughs> uh, so that's our tournament to determine the TBS champion. Uh, now, of course, 
uh, going back to this for a second, it's kind of clear that Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill are probably going to beat their uh, opponents that come out of their matches and mm-hmm. uh, move on to full gear to face each other. Uh, it's looking like the semifinals are going to take place at full gear, uh, which if that's the case, if both semifinals matches take place at full gear, then, hey, three women's matches at, uh, at the pay-per-view. Can't complain about that because we know we're getting uh, Ty Conti, who's the number one contender, taking on Britt Baker. And then the other women's matches? I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so One will probably be in the pre-show. But, you know, we take what we can <laughs> get, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What are we thinking? What are we thinking about this Who you got, Phil? Who you got? Who you got? I mean, we got some good first-round matchups. I mean, mm-hmm. man, look, looking at Serena versus Hikaru in the first round is a pretty good matchup for just a first-round match. They set us um, up pretty nice with that angle they did a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Man, Anna, Anna Jay versus Jamie Hayter is going to be really good. Um, man, I think Penelope versus Ruby could also be good, but if Definitely. you are... If you are going to tease me with possibly Sheeta versus Ruby in the semifinals, come on, man. Give me that match. It's going to be a good match. Um, I'm so, in the Statlander and Ruby if that happens. That's going to be a banger match right there, too. Yeah, I'm assuming the finals are going to be Ruby versus Jay Cargill, if I had to guess. Um, and I'm assuming Jay Cargill is going to win the title. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I think the... But Ruby uh, has a big chance. She could possibly win. Like she is yeah. not like it's not like all the way for Jade, I feel. Uh so I feel like if I were giving my predictions in shout out to Jay Shell, I think we'll see Ruby Jade or Ruby Rosa. Um I was wondering, and then uh I figure uh haters should not be taking L. Um we uh, and sorry, that was a chat message I read. Uh, for those who are listening audio, that wasn't just me saying that out loud. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, pulling up the bracket again. All right, so we've got Anna J versus Jamie Hader. I think you move Jamie Hader on there, uh, and then Bunny and Red Velvet. I feel like Red Velvet is one that you also have to move on just because, like, Red Velvet and Jay Cargill is one of those stories that isn't really finished. And yeah. is is a good one to run back, especially because it was good last time. As a matter of mm. fact, uh, the last two times uh, they had great interactions inside the uh, the mixed tag match with Shaq, and other uh, singles match was good. Wow. Uh, yeah. So like I would tell that story. I'm fine with that. Uh, and it's what? looking like up top they could tell the story. Uh, Jamie Hader wins. Thunder Rosa then uh, Britt screws Thunder out of the match because that's where they're going to end up going. Yeah. For anyways, the world title. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Serena and Hikaru Shida, I think Shida's got to win that one. Uh, Penelope Ford and Ruby Soho, I think Ruby Soho moves on uh, with that. Uh, but then, like, from there, I would honestly, you know, you put Shida over Nyla Rose uh, and probably Ruby Soho over Chris Statlander, uh, Thunder Rosa, I mean, Jay Cargill over Thunder Rosa. Or, yeah, Jay Cargill over Thunder Rosa. And then finals, uh, I would say, yeah, Jay Cargill. To me, if I were doing it, and it's not just because she is my my favorite wrestler at the moment, or maybe it is, but uh, I would say part of the reason I would go Sheeta and Jade is because Sheeta will have crossed that 50-win mark. So she is the winningest female wrestler in AEW. And she was that year-long reigning 
women's champion. I feel like if mm-hmm. anybody has the biggest rub to give Jade Cargill, I do think Jade Cargill wins it. If anybody has a big rub to give her, it's Hikaru Shida just because of the fact that she is so accomplished in AEW. And yeah. so it kind of in the same way that like Britt has the title for having beaten the winningest woman in AEW, Jade Cargill give her that same rub of like she didn't just beat uh, these top women. She beat uh, the winningest woman in all of AEW, the only woman across 50 wins. Uh, Jay Cargill beat her. Like, I think that is how I would go in the finals. Right. For me. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But I also <clears throat> think because I think Ruby is going to lose, I think Ruby beating Sheeta matters that much more because true. I think giving Ruby that, that rub, even though she's probably going to lose the tournament, matters. Mm hmm. Uh, People love Ruby too, so like she's gonna have heat. And Jade is just like Jade against Ruby is a a good story to tell because like Jade has that big, um, that bitch energy, and you know. So I think it's gonna work out either way. It's it seems like a vehicle for uh, Jade, which is dope for us. It's gonna be some great matches in there. Red Velvet's gonna tear it up. Thunder's always tearing it up. It's gonna be a pretty good tournament, I think. Yep, Drew uh, Super Chat says, I'm predicting Rosa versus Deeb for the finals. Uh, that could go. And uh, Kimberly They says, like Serena a lot. TBS title greater than Queen's crown. Look, man, you know what's interesting is uh, it didn't have to be this way. <laughs> no, not at all. Did not. No, no not at all. Uh, they but, did this to themselves. But this is one of those like kind of layups for AEW. Like If they miss this as a layup, that's a shame because... Yeah. Uh, they do have at least the benefit of WWE having not, and, and that's not a knock on um, Zelina Vega because I think that uh, she could potentially run with the the Queen gimmick. Um, and and I thought the match with Dewdrop for the five minutes it got uh, was pretty good. Um, that said, I think that uh, because there's so much like kind of uh, not so happy discussion around. The Queen's Crown Tournament, I think, like I said, it's an easy layup for AEW to be like, hey, we ran a tournament around the same time, and ours was better. Did uh, Selena win a match before that tournament in no, WWE? That's... She didn't win one match. That's why no one, come on. I know, that's... that's what are you, that's what? why it makes no sense. did um, she win that Shell's... match over Liv, though? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Jay Shell oh, says... Oh, yeah, I think we need to talk about Big Swole, because that's like a pretty big thing I saw yesterday was... Mm-hmm. We're swole, we're swole, we're swole, we're swole, so. Yeah, um, where's Big Swole uh, in the tournament? Is, is is the health issues? Because I know she had, like, a set some setbacks maybe, like, a few weeks ago or maybe mm-hmm. a month ago with her health, so maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. Because, uh, yeah, I can't think of the last taping she's been at because uh, she hasn't been on Dark or Elevation recently. Right. Uh, so... I don't know. That's interesting. Now I'm thinking of like, what about Kara Hogan? What about Diamante? They had like some other kind yeah. of people that could have been slotted in there, I think. I was expecting Layla Hirsch. I'm really surprised Layla. she wasn't in there. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, one place I'll give credit is that these are the 12 most like prominent women in AEW. Right. Um, like to make sure we know this is a title that's going to matter. It's not like uh, there's any faces in here who aren't uh kind of established faces because you right. know uh i've heard there's a lot of discussion around the aw um men's eliminator title to, or title eliminator tournament um and the names that are in that and some of the names that are missing uh because 
you can very much see that AEW is trying to protect certain names because, yeah. like, the big question is, where's Miro? Well, Miro ain't winning the tournament, so, like, right. they don't want to give Miro. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Girl lost. MJF uh, could have been in there. Like, they yes. just, yeah, they're protecting a lot of guys. Yeah, and they're sure. like, well, yeah, and they're trying to not give certain guys a loss because it's like, this is probably going to be won by Brian Danielson. And so, therefore, uh, who, it's basically like, who can we afford to have lose in this tournament because only one person can win and everybody else has to take a loss. So uh, I, I feel like that's where that's going. Like my big homie, uh, big tears yesterday. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Orange that Cassidy, was weird. Yeah. Guy. We could talk about that. Cause uh, so first off, uh, Brian uh, says missed live uh, last show as my appendix exploded. Oh no. Uh, oh, and I was in that. agony for a week, but somehow I feel Reg <laughs> suffered more at raw. Trios <laughs> <laughs> champs, you all killing it. <laughs> Oh my hey, man! Is Thank that official? you. First official fightful trios champ. We'll take hey, it. Appreciate uh, you, Brian. Man, oh, Colt man. said, uh, well. They set the bracket up nicely, where Jade could have two matches, uh, matchups against established vets that could give her some awesome matches. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason I think it'll be Sheeta and Jade in the finals, uh, mainly because uh, one of my favorite things uh, about Hikaru Shida and uh, is that everyone's best matches with her. And right. I feel like that's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Like when people were like, wow, Penelope Ford can go. That came after her match with Hikaru Shida. Uh, Ty Conti had her best match with Hikaru Shida. The match where everybody was like, whoa, has Britt Baker arrived was that match at the Nightmare Factory with Hikaru Shida. Uh, it just feels like people step up when they're in the ring with her. And I feel like if Jade is to have that kind of 
career making match for her the one where you're gonna put the title on her the one to give her her coronation moment i feel like she's the opponent for that because she makes people step up i have to say by the way because uh, i haven't gotten to mention this mention this on grapsity it's one of my favorite stories ever but i think the moment i like my respect for philip Lindsay was cemented was uh this man just tweeted uh, I would love for one day to interview Hikaru Shida with Michael Nakazawa translating. And then, like, how long ago or how long later was it you post a picture of you guys on Zoom? About three weeks. Yeah, about three <laughs> weeks later. <laughs> three weeks later, we got Hikaru Shida, Michael Nakazawa, and Phil Lindsay on a Zoom. And I'm That's just like, now, he just manifested that. He made it happen. He... <laughs> I, I'm still not quite sure how that how that happened, but I I have I'm gonna victory lap that uh that win because Will brought it up and you know we made that happen. <laughs> no, hey, honestly, that that was like the coolest moment to me because you said I want to do this, and then and three did. weeks later you're like I'm doing it, and it's pretty damn. Cool, I, I can't. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah, that that's one of the hardest things. Uh, uh, Rob said Zelina won because <laughs> cosplay. Uh, I have Lucha said, I'm down with Jade winning, uh, but when does Rosa get her flowers? I think she, she has to win now. the world title. I think she's going to win the world title, and I think that's ultimately where hers comes. She has yeah. to be the one to beat Brit. Uh, so that's where I think that's coming in. So that's why I'm okay if she doesn't win the TBS title, because I think she ultimately, like, look at how over she is. Like, that, she's the world title. Uh, she has to be. Uh, and then Furt says, Miss Swole, love the trio of Red Swole and Kylan King. Yeah, they were like doing a thing for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then that disappeared. And uh, King Ala Rosa needs the championship. Um, uh, and somebody's asking in the chat, where is that interview? Philip, you want to let him know where it is? Um, that was a part of a complex article I did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I will find it and link it for you guys. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm so, trying to think. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it and link it. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, like I said, still one of the coolest flexes anybody could have pulled off. Hey, man, um, got, got to talk to Sheeta, Scorpio, uh, Nyla Rose, and Jungle Boy, I think, for that interview. So, yeah, pretty pretty cool thing. And it was for Complex. It was, I don't know. That, just that was all, one of the just cool flexes all around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's dope. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, not to spoil anything, but uh, Red's got some flexes coming up here soon. Uh, Ooh, we'll wee. leave it at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. I'll tell you that. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, talking about um, things we got out of Rampage last night. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs lost to Orange Cassidy. I mean, so, I absolutely saw that coming. Just Yeah, they like, set it up. With they the set Moxley it up, Orange Cassidy with Moxley. Yeah. Uh, it was just how we were going to get there. Right. Uh, and they showed off the the first time Orange Cassidy beat uh, right. Powerhouse Hobbs. That's and, still still on the big homie's mind. When I interviewed him, I was like, hey, remember the Orange Cassidy? He remembers exactly how many seconds it was. Like, he remembers that. And he got his revenge last night. I mean, he didn't get the victory, but he beat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. I didn't like the finish, man. Yeah. I... Man. I, I kind of figured that Hobbs was going to lose, but I just didn't like the execution. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I mean he had dominated the entire match, and for them uh, to yeah. basically do like the fluky roll up win, I hate it. It was like ah, uh, yeah, I don't I really it. care for this. I hate it. It kind of it always makes the guy look like oh, wh- ho- essentially Hops couldn't beat a wounded man. Yeah, so, like, yeah. You know, that gets a little frustrating. Uh, and. Uh, so Cyclops is better than Wolverine said Scorpio been dead to me since he defended Tessa. Uh, again, this is one of those things where I have to, uh, let you know. I mean, Sasha's been in the training with, that's what I was about to say. I can't like, there's the line. (laughs) Uh, a lot of your favorites are going to let you down. Uh, uh, pro wrestling has taught me that, uh, A lot of your favorites are gonna let you. A lot down of your favorites hang out with the because fool in Florida that they're not supposed to be hanging out with. So a lot like, of your favorites do very yeah, much I, hey. uh, hang out at Vision Dojo. Like, yeah, here's and yeah, Sasha is very much like a uh, get Tessa job kind of person. Like, there's yeah, and, and the thing is, it, it's it, it's a really easy thing to analyze from the outsides because, like, I can very yeah. much judge that situation and just be like, yeah, fuck these people, but. I do recognize that um, it's probably harder from the inside because, like, if this is somebody that, like, is your friend, uh, it's probably yeah. a lot harder to be like, yeah, like, fuck my friend. Like, you right. know, because uh, I I know that personally I would have a hard time being that person uh, if I did have somebody that it's like, well, they were never racist to me. So, like, what yeah, am I supposed no, to do? We, uh, yeah, I can't be get, a, <laughs> get behind that they were never racist to me. I know, yeah. like so, like here, so. Here's the thing: I could never get behind that as an outside observer. Luckily, I ain't got those kind of friends. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Hey, and just want to say, by the way, Cyclops has always been better than Wolverine. Great name, by the way. Um, <laughs> the Scorpio interview. I was a little bit, I was a little bit taken back because when I did interview, we I got like maybe like 20, 15 minutes of uh, content for that that I didn't use for the article. And I was kind of bummed that I didn't get everything in there. Cause I mean, we talked about like Nipsey, Nipsey hustle. We talked about a bunch of things that did not make it in there. Mm. Um, and so, Hey, if you're watching Scorpio, if you want to come through and we can, you know, get that content here on our podcast, yeah. we'll take it. <laughs> we can talk about SoCal wrestling when you used to wear a mask, man, come on. We out here. We know what's up. Yeah. Uh, Aiden says, when I first watched Lucha Underground, Killshot immediately stood out to me as a guy I wanted to see more of. When Mm -hmm. WWE signed Swerve, I was so happy. Man, everybody was happy for Swerve. There's You could not not be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, and uh, there's a little bit of discussion now going on about Wolverine and Cyclops. Uh, No, I'm standing on Cyclops is better than Wolverine. (laughs) I, I hate... The like I recognize that like the leader gets uh gets crapped on a lot in a, a lot of situations. Uh I'm not that guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I like leaders. I, yeah. I am a Cyclops guy. I'm also a Jason guy. Um uh, I like Liu Kang. Like uh, all I the see. people where uh <laughs> Leonardo not so much. I'm more of a Donatello guy. See, but... I like I think I liked Wolverine like back in the day with the cartoons and the video games. When they started yeah. making movies and they started making them all sympathetic and all this, that's when like the heat started coming off of them, I think. The movies is what did it. <laughs> uh so number three, big story happened this week. Uh and one 
that nobody saw coming. It's oh one of those God. like came out of nowhere. Came out of like nowhere. Like I, I can't believe uh Gato was like sitting on this one. But man, Shibata's back. Man, um I I was surprised because I got up that morning and I saw the videos and I was like, what is this? And I thought it was just him doing his entrance. And then I was watching. I was like, wait, this is a match. So I had to go out of my way to watch the finals earlier than I would. And man, just watching him come out and do his entrance and then have like an actual, you know, exhibition match where it wasn't like a whole, like a whole bunch of bumping and contact, but it was a match. And for him to afterwards say just so defiantly, like, next time I'm here, I will wrestle and then do the back bump. It was emotional, man. Um, like, for you guys that don't know Shibata's story, he won the New Japan Cup in 2017, correct? Um, yeah. And he then moved on to the match with Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And he used to use the headbutt a lot for, like, his finisher. And he did a headbutt in this thing that went horribly wrong. And he had a lot of health issues since then. And he was supposed to not wrestle again. And so this is kind of like he was never supposed to wrestle again. He was a ne- And I mean, I know they've done the Kenta stuff. I know they've seized him possibly getting in a ring. But this was like real. This was like legitimate in our face. He's in a ring. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like Daniel Bryan's story, pretty much. Never yeah. thought it was going to happen again. I'm like, well, this guy's retired. What a great career he had. And then one random day, oh, actually, he's back. And it's yeah. just same thing happened again. I woke up. All my internet's just, like, blowing up because everybody's like, oh, my God, what, 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 what happened? Shibata's back. And, and he looks fantastic. 41 years old, he looks yeah. amazing. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, honestly, like I said two weeks ago, just never say never till somebody's in the ground. Right. Uh, Cuz you pro can't. Wrestling, man. Yep. Uh it's pro, it, 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 pro wrestling, yeah. That that's I there's nobody I'm willing to believe has had their last match until they've had their last match. Mhm. Right. Uh, and Ken in the chat says, uh, I don't know when during the match it happened, but after it ended, I realized I was crying, and that's why wrestling is great. Pro wrestling, man. Yeah, I just, I man, every time I think about Shibata, I think of him in the yoga pose, sitting next to the New Japan Cup, and it's just such a cool image, and right. just not not getting that crowning moment of him becoming IWGP champion mm-hmm. was always so sad to me. Um, so it's just cool to see him back. Right. And he, he stayed busy, man. He was the uh, coach of the LA Dojo, the New Japan training school essentially and the students that have came out of there are insane man clark connors uh he has a bunch of very talented students and he was doing a lot being retired and so to see him back is even crazier and like every wrestler in the world is like oh i wish that i could have a match with him i wish it was me i want to be the one i want to be the one so like to see what he's gonna do is it's crazy i want him to be safe of course i mean but there were so many cool things like like Zack Saber coming out in the in the same gear that he wrestled him in in twenty seventeen, right. like, come on, man! Like that that type of stuff is why we watch wrestling. Great moment. Uh, I am La Lucha uh, sent the super chat, bruh. Give me Shibata versus Malachi. Um, are you kidding me? The list is incredible yeah. at this point now. Uh, Brian Danielson. Yeah, that was a, Brian. Come on, Danielson. Just give it to us. We want like it. look, man. Uh, there's. 
Give it to us. We want it, and we love it. We'll see it. But yeah, honestly, if I'm you just say wrestled that. Kenta, I'd be, I'd be into yeah, it. Yeah, so, I, I, we, we kind of need the Kenta match at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you know, everybody is immediately – I think that is what I love about the state of pro wrestling right now is that, uh, you know, th- there were questions months ago about what is the Forbidden Door really accomplishing, right? Uh, but I think we're starting to see what it's accomplishing and that when somebody – makes a comeback you notice the opponents people start naming are from anywhere right because Mm -hmm. it's not just the case of oh you know they signed to this company so they can face people in this company if they exist people are just like i want to see them face this person that also exists and that is the forbidden door it's that all is, a possibility now it didn't used to be like that now yeah. it's like that's not really a crazy thing that could possibly happen yeah companies working together except I think. for if it's vents and wwe but. right so like that is where uh it's like if you sign to wwe you know that the possibilities are other wwe opponents mm-hmm. if you sign to literally anywhere else your possibility is literally anybody not in wwe right. and so like that's really cool that is so cool that that's where we're at the fact Mm -hmm. that bound for glory is tonight uh that the main event is between an aew talent uh and an impact talent although this could be the uh probably the end of that for a little while who knows uh but yeah i'm just i'm i'm happy with the state of wrestling in 2021 uh this is the happiest I've been as a wrestling fan in a really long time. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it, it does feel like anything can happen right now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just seeing Shibata in a ring again, it's just, it just seems crazy. Like, I know, like I said, we see them do the drop kick and the Kenta thing, but this just felt different. I mean, him doing his entire entrance and doing an actual match was just like, what am I watching right now? Right. Great show. Well, uh, so. We got a big one to talk about. All right. Crown Jewel took place this past Thursday. And you know what? Sometimes things just come through. Because Xavier Woods is the king of the ring. Man. I was on cage match the other day. King Woods. And found myself a little bit disappointed. Because... I feel like cage match ratings for the most part, um, like sometimes cage match ratings can align with my own. Uh, there have been times where they absolutely have not. Like uh, there is no way I would have Natalia that high. Uh, but uh, and when Maddie did, uh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> Maddie just caught a stray. She had home rubbing on her cats. <laughs> but uh, that said. Uh, Xavier Woods is currently on um, cage match rated at a 6.84 and I just thought why what do you have against Xavier Woods how do you not see that this is an all around solid performer I mean there is nothing to me that Xavier Woods can't do and that blows my mind he is a true performers performance. just off top do they not include new day matches like if you're including new day matches like you're an eight minimum off of them you know yeah. what i mean like how what 
Like, you know, a lot of people just think that, like, oh, you know, he's the third-tier member of the New Day, so we just have to rate him lower. But, like, he comes through. Right. And um, I remember, you know, that first New Day title run was mostly Big E and Xavier. And mm-hmm. so, or that first big one, the one where they were champs for the, the uh, where they had the record-setting run. Um, and so that was their second reign. And so a lot of people just kind of saw Xavier as kind of a third wheel there. And then they, like, consciously made sure that in the reign that followed, that Xavier got to have a lot of those matches and uh, a lot of those ones with the Usos uh, that took place over the SmackDown titles. Xavier was in a lot of those. And it was, like, making sure that he got his due as well because he is an incredible performer. Right. Um, but there's like nothing he can't do. You need a guy who delivers on the mic. Not only can Xavier deliver you like, you know, angle worthy promos on the mic, but he's like solid ambassador. Like mm-hmm. when I think about uh, the people who you would want to be ambassadors for WWE, um, you know, like John Cena is obviously like the top guy, you know, you want to put a mic in his hands and he'll come out and talk about whatever charity WWE is working with or whatever event they have going on. And John Cena is good at that. But like second to me is Woods. I feel like he's the guy that you would put that microphone in his hands and he will put over whatever event you're putting on. He is that guy. He is your brand ambassador. He's a solid in-ring performer. Um, I feel like they don't utilize him enough, actually. Like he, ha- he represent a whole fan base of people, of gamers, of people in this, you know, cosplay culture and and comic con culture that they're they don't even mention it half the time. They don't even talk about him having up up down. They didn't even talk about him yeah, no, being I mean, a G four host. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest market. with you. Like Xavier Woods to me, part of why I love him so much is because that dude is like my spirit animal. Yeah. Uh, because like when I was uh, what in '98, I would have been 11. So when I was 11. Uh, I was channel surfing and I came across a network called Tech TV. And uh, actually, it was called ZDTV at the time. Um, but I became obsessed with that network. All of their shows, uh, The Screensavers was their flagship show, and I loved it. Uh, and um, they had GameSpot TV that eventually became X Play. Anyway, I was obsessed with Tech TV. Like, I used to be on their forums, their message boards, all that stuff. Eventually, Tech TV was bought by Comcast and merged with G4, and it all became G4. Eventually, G4 canceled all their own shows, and their only shows that became flagships were all Tech TV shows. Attack of the Show was a spinoff of the Screensavers, and X Play came from Tech TV. But either way, I was obsessed with Tech TV. I, for a long time, fought because, like, I was on the Tech TV forums. There were no black people on those forums. Um, and for the longest time, I felt alone in all of that. And so when I heard Xavier Woods talk about how he was a huge fan of Tech TV and G4, but his big problem with it was that he never saw faces on it that looked like him. I was like, that is my dude. Like, mm-hmm. I hey, absolutely get it. To, to, to draw back to what you said earlier... You know what his favorite Ninja Turtle is? It's Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at that. Like, the, like well, it, it, he, there are just times where he just Michael brings Michelangelo is the hardest Ninja Turtle. Real quick. He'll drop he'll drop a reference, or uh, it'll be like, nobody got that? Like, you know, y'all didn't see he was quoting Street Fighter the movie? Uh, but, but, like, I did, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he called that, like, one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces ever. And, like, <laughs> here's the thing. It is. I saw that movie day one. I saw it 
Christmas Eve, 1994. Uh, my mom, I was seven years old. My mom dropped us off at the theater, saw Street Fighter the movie. Greatest experience of my life. I don't care if it's a horrible <laughs> movie. I'm, I know that movie stinks, but it, it speaks to my childhood. But like the fact that like I just feel like he has been there. There's so much about me as a nerdy black dude who likes pro wrestling and is into tech and games and things like that. And he is just that guy who's doing it and he's doing it on the forefront and he's making it so that, um, you know, there's probably a whole younger generation who probably would have felt out of place uh, that can now see somebody like Woods front and center and live in their dreams and feel like, you know what, this is okay. This is okay. I don't have to feel out of place for being what I am and being who I am. And that's really cool. And uh, I, I just, like I said, I, I feel like there's a, there's a hero in woods. <laughs> and uh, so for him to, you got a crowning moment for all that. Right and, 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 you know, I mentioned uh, Phil manifesting something he wanted and for woods to have put out there, I want to be King of the ring. I think the King of the Ring tournament should come back and I want to win it. And, and he was adamant about it. And all adamant all about it. Time. He talked it up <laughs> for about really five quick. Years. Jay Shell uh, just mentioned uh, Natty ranked higher than Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's there. I mean, I am curious. I have to look at this. What is Bianca on cage match? Uh, 7.9. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, you Damn, know? they're doing Woods dirty six point something. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. When we talk about representation, though, because that is a big conversation on Twitter a lot. Um, when I think about representation, it's not just do we see black people on television. It's do I see myself in, in black people on television? Right. And yeah. I, I for a long time, like I'm a big rap fan, and I, you know. I know a lot of rappers, but I'm not a street guy. And right. so, you know, when I saw Lupe come out, Lupe, I knew Lupe he had like this, the, and he, I knew where he was had at. like the Game Boy Advance. And he was like anime fan. I was like, he's me. He's from my city. Right. He's from the <laughs> South Side. Right. Like he says a lot of things that I deeply believe in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Xavier Woods is kind of the same thing as a wrestler. Like I see a lot of things in him that are representative of my time growing up. And so, when I see him go and get three other black guys and go, hey, I want these guys to succeed. Not just because, you know, I want to succeed at something. I want Kofi to succeed because Kofi is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And he's not giving his flowers. And, you know, I've seen how history treats us. I've seen how tr- history treats somebody like Shelton Benjamin, who should have been a world champion. And I'm not letting that happen to my guy. And he did it. Like seeing him lift Kofi up on his shoulders and just cry real tears is like, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in wrestling. And, I mean, the fact that that kicked off, you know, not just Kofi getting his win, but Big E getting his win. And Wood's saying all this time that he always loved tag team wrestling and he always loved King of the Ring. And he got that. And just seeing those three win together, not having to split up to do it, not having to change who they are to do it, but to actually, like, come together and win I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest stories in wrestling, in, in my opinion. It was, yeah, you could have said that better. Yeah, that was it. Definitely. Woods worked so hard for this. They, you know, I was nervous throughout a lot of this tournament because they don't give people what they want ever in the WWE. So, like, I, 
I was like, he's going so hard that this is the exact reason why he's going to lose. There's a bunch of time we're like, oh, he's going to lose right here. He's going to lose there. Finn's going to beat him or this or this or this or that. And they didn't do it. They had He had a great match with Finn, and he won. Yeah. And he got his moment. And even yeah. last night when they were crowning him, I was, again, like, if Kofi Kingston kicks this guy in the back of the head, I am going to don't want it. flip out but it didn't I don't happen want it. so Listen, again, please don't do this no I don't, I don't want them to split because again it goes with the insulting intelligence kind of thing right sometimes go with what we know we know that these guys have genuine love for each other we right. know that these guys have each other's backs mm-hmm. and there are times where i don't want to see uh, i don't want what i know necessarily defied um, like I, I do think that there was a missed opportunity in doing Kofi versus Woods. I don't think you needed to do it um, in a grudge kind of way. Right. I think that more so, I just think there was a bigger story in Woods winning the uh, or advancing in the King of the Ring by having beaten uh, the member of the New Day who became WWE champion first. Like I just think that uh, that would have meant more. Uh, and also, I didn't want Kofi to lose to Jinder Mahal. Yeah, yeah, out of all things. Yeah, Come on. And, and, and right quick because I see this a lot. We uh, we get this almost every year. Who should turn heel and split up New Day? The New Day should never split up. Nobody, Nobody. in that group should ever go heel never. because it goes against who they are as characters. It goes against who they are as as people. It just doesn't work. I won't say that they don't they don't need to go heel because uh, I'll say this: they. They made it as heels, right? Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't think they need to change, per se. Because I think that, yeah. like, honestly, I think Kofi didn't get enough of a run as a heel, to be honest. I Kofi coming out in Nashville being like, country music sucks. But, like, you know, he, like, legit believes that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, look, man, that stuff sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I wanted to see more of that from Kofi because right. I, I, I felt... I felt that. But they need to uh, all be together. There's no reason yeah, to get these people up. But, like, yeah. here's the thing. I, I think if you are going to split them, um, I'm fine with it happening in a way where Will's it's happening. talking crazy right now. I have to interrupt hold, him. Hold, what are you hold, saying right now? Hold Will? on, hold on, hold on. I'm fine with it happening in a way that it's kind of happened with Big E, where, like, we know they're together. They're just not together. Like, yeah. they're they're on their own. They're doing their own thing. But they didn't necessarily, like break apart like if Kofi or if Xavier wants to go after the intercontinental title or or a world title or like Kofi wants to go after this like you can have them go after their individual uh aspirations without breaking the group up per se like it's just like you know oh oh he's doing his own thing he's doing his own thing I kind of look at it as like uh I don't know I guess (laughs) <laughs> because they haven't had the reunion uh, that I've wanted. Because I was going to say, like, Outcast, but uh, <laughs> but then, like, yeah. I didn't get it where I was. But I guess I see it like I saw Outcast in 05, where I'm like, you know, eventually, you know, they're doing their own thing right now, but eventually, you know, I see back. them. They'll come back together. But now I'm here in 2021, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, they were at Coachella. They they came back. Yeah, well, yeah. But I still, like I, I still haven't had my album. Right. And that's, yeah, I get it. <laughs> real, real quick, have you guys heard the story of the you know the making of you know how they got uh, Andre to do the Bun B record, the international yeah players anthem. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, 
um, Big Boy was on it first, and he did the drums for it, and mm-hmm. um, they played it for Andre, and Andre's like, I hate the drums. So when you hear Andre's verse, that's why the drums are different on this part. <laughs> yeah. And so... Well, there's no know, drums on this part. Right. Exactly. That's why the drums yeah. are different. So they took that part off to get Andre on, this, on the song. And then, like, he didn't want to do the video, so they were like, how can we get you to make this video? And then they, he, he basically pitched them, tell us what you want to do in the video. And so that's why we got the concept of the video of him getting married and that all came from Andre to get get him to do the video because he didn't want to do the video otherwise. Mm-hmm. He is just he would. <laughs> um, and look what but, happened. A classic happened. I yeah. know it's always a classic. <laughs> but it's so, like thinking about what it took to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I and I agree they can go heel as a group. But I mean, yeah. we don't need like we don't need a barbershop thing. We don't no. need one of them to turn on the other. Because no. I just think it just defies everything that they are. Like, their entire point is that they buck against wrestling tropes. So to go back to a wrestling trope and split them up in a way that all wrestling clicks split up, it it tells me sense. that you don't understand New Day. That you don't understand the point of what they've been trying to do for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Well, cause that's because WWE fans think the only way someone can become world champion is if they lose their friend. Because WWE has told you. No friends. But friends, how many of us wrong. have them? None they, if you want to be world champion. <laughs> they proved you wrong two times now. Like again, watching them lift Kofi up is just one of the highlights of, of I cried. In my I was opinion. crying. Cried real tears show. on that one. I, was I mean, watching them run out when Biggie won and just watching how fast they ran out. And it wasn't like one of those wrestling, hey, we're coming out. No, it was like they were re- legitimately coming out because that's their guy. Right. Like you can't you can't make up that kind of stuff. You cannot, mm-hmm. you know. You cannot put on an act to do that. And so I feel like right. to put on an act to break them up would be a mistake. Uh, reading this from Razor Jim, uh, said, Kenny said to Junior about the Brian versus Kenny match uh, being a great match, but to him it was just another Wednesday. I popped. Uh, big fan <laughs> of Street Fighter the movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that movie's got so many one-liners. I mean, it, it's corny as hell. Like, honestly, we reviewed it on the RBR Patreon like a year ago, and it hit me that I was like, this was like a movie they already had written and once they got the street fighter license they were just like oh let's just insert street, street fighter characters right. into this because they don't have not there's no street fights in the movie like uh, i recognize it's not a good no street movie. fights in the movie <laughs> have you have you watched the uh i think with the how did how did this get made about it uh-uh so good oh my god it's so good like they go over all of the behind the scenes stuff like john claude van damme and all, everybody's out there getting massaged up all, every day and you know he's out there you know snorting coke allegedly allegedly <laughs> and you know sleeping with kylie Minogue. it's just it's just a van crazy Dan. story <laughs> i love it i love some van Dam. oh okay i you didn't, I didn't know, know that? all of that no i didn't know what? all of that are you oh kidding me God. i knew the coke story but i didn't know the kylie Minogue story <laughs> you got, you got the coke. behind the scenes for this i mean just the making of the music video for you know hammer uh, and beyonce oh yeah, yeah straight to my oh, feet yeah. you gotta look up all this stuff it's so great <laughs> man i was just thinking about the 90s and how like you could get away with that kind of stuff in the way you couldn't today. The fact that like there, for those who didn't grow up in the time, I'm gonna let you know. There's a song called "Straight to My Feet." It's on the soundtrack to Street Fighter. It is by Dion Sanders and MC Hammer. Um, and uh, like just the just saying that out loud <laughs> that. 
there's a song there's a song by Deion sanders and mc hammer on a video game movie soundtrack and the music video has jean-claude van damme as guile in the video that is something that absolutely yeah, would not happen today it no. you would not have football player with rapper um who's like extremely popular in pop circles doing a music video like it, none of this would happen today but i'm telling you straight to my feet was my jam as a kid i had the cassette tape i was like yeah man <laughs> Deion sanders. i was oh like Deion God. sanders is rapping this is cool um he was cool bro <laughs> yeah prime time with the man um, yeah he's yeah the man. But no, if you haven't seen the oh, video oh, for Straight to My Feet, go look it up. It is hilarious. It, <laughs> please go watch it. Uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, I want to give a shout out um, that uh, let me see if I can find it. I don't think I've mentioned this on the the show, but let me see if I can find it first. Uh, damn it. Uh, I'll have to post it. But uh, it was one of my brother's crowning achievements. But uh, so little backstory about my uh, a little backstory about my family. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, most people know that uh, I have uh, a relative that wrestles, but um, I also have a brother who's an actor. Uh, if you know black sitcoms, you know this man. My brother That's has been it. my brother has been in everything. <laughs> From the '90s, he was in Sister Sister. He was in yep. The Parenthood. He was in um, uh, Sweet Valley High, Clueless. Uh, I, I could pretty much like, and it was an event in my household. Whenever Damn. his shows were about to premiere, we sat around and we're like, hey, "Here comes David's episode of Family Matters." And like, it was always just like a, it was always just like a quick appearance. But he was in the show. Like uh, the original, the episode of Family Matters you can find him in is called Original Gangsta Dog. And uh, um, <laughs> if you go find that, it was Original where. Dog. Oh yeah, because you oh remember when like God. Urkel would like take the serums and become different people. Mm-hmm. Like he became Stefan or he became yeah. Bruce Lee. Uh, but anyway, uh, was he OGD like a relative though. It yeah. Oh yeah. Cousin. OGD was a relative. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. OGD was his cousin, but he was uh, played by Jaleel White. But anyway. Uh, my brother introduces Missy Elliott in that episode because Missy Elliott is performing, and my brother, um, he he comes up on stage and he's like, "And hey, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, Missy, Mister Mina Elliott," and like that's his appearance in the episode. But in the '90s, that's what my brother did. In Sister Sister, he was in the episode Slime Party where he played Tamara's boyfriend, um, and it was really cool to me because as a kid, uh, he got a wrestling line in that episode. Oh, uh, so shit. I was like, and it's really quick. Worlds he, were colliding. Huh? I know, well, because because <laughs> <laughs> like I told you, I grew up in a family wrestling fan. So like the fact that he managed to squeeze that in there was always so dope to me. Because he, the line is, uh, uh, Tamara's uh, Tia and Tamara are going to be on Slime Party, uh, and they ask, and it's a game show, and they ask him to come watch, and he's like, yeah, maybe I could find time for that between. Uh, you know, you and wrestling. And that was it. That's all he said. Uh, but the fact that he dropped the wrestling name, uh, just the wrestling in general, was like always cool to me. Look at that episode's in season four. I think it's the second to last episode of that season. And then he's also in the episode of, uh, uh, it's called The Audition. It's the episode where Tamara has to sing I'm Going Down. 
and he plays Tamara's boyfriend, but he has a different name that he had in season four. Uh, <laughs> like, I think it was like Daryl in one and then Eric in another. Give him uh, coins. And then he was also in Smart Guy. He played Will, and that was kind of cool because, mm. you know. Um, so either way, my whole point here where I was going with this was he got at this role. And my brother is a really big Cowboys fan. And it's annoying as hell. But uh, he's a really big Cowboys fan. And so he got to do this commercial with Deion Sanders. Uh, I think it was a foot action commercial. And, like, I've seen it on YouTube every once in a while. But he, like, gets to introduce Deion Sanders and, like, introduce the shoe. And uh, and for him to have, like, again, we're talking about people manifesting their dreams. He, he like, this man, like, walked around our house in this Deion Sanders jersey every day. And he saw the audition for the commercial to to be the Deion Sanders guy to talk about Deion Sanders in this commercial. And he made it happen. He manifested talking about Deion Sanders and this new foot action shoe uh, that you could get only at foot action. And if I could find that commercial, Deion Sanders, Cowboys, David Michael is my brother's name. Uh, obviously, he goes by his first and middle name. Uh, but uh, that was... Uh, that's, that's, that's incredible. That's that's, incredible story. Yeah. That's, that's the story, by the way. Uh, and yeah, there's a legend. He's a black sitcom legend. He is. (laughs) He just pop up. He is. He just, he pops up at black sitcoms. I, I see memes every once in a while where somebody would be like, uh, it's just a picture of him. And they'd be like, anybody remember this brother? He was in like everything in the (laughs) nineties. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, I do remember I this brother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. So uh the final story. Speaking of manifesting the number one making story. things happen. Number one, you want to manifest a career, you want to manifest your dreams, and not only that, but you have the year of a lifetime. Bianca Belair topped. PWI. She is the number one in the PWI 150. She won the Royal Rumble. She made a event at WrestleMania. She became the SmackDown Women's Champion. And, uh, you know, it's not just to say that this is a... She took pictures of Meg the Stallion. She did. <laughs> she has had just a crazy year. Yeah. I mean... Um, and she's number one. Number one with a bullet. Yeah, I mean, hey, first, first black woman to win a Royal Rumble, first black woman to top this list, first second black, black woman, woman to top this list. Oh, awesome second, Kong's second. number one. Ah, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. That's why we have the PWI contributor here, man. Come on, man. Fact checking us. Uh, yeah, but no, number one, like the like one of the first women to main event WrestleMania, all within the same year. That's insane. She her run that first of all was at the match at WrestleMania and it was amazing. It exceeded expectations. I can't even believe it happened. It was great. I was yelling the entire time. Bianca has been on an insane run. She has taking taken everything that they've thrown at her and just knocked it out of the park. Like she's taken on the role as a leader and uh, she was a women's champion and she was out there doing publicity stuff and just like making it happen for wwe she was out at rolling loud like she took on the role 
And she did it very well. And she earned herself the number one spot atop the PWI Women's 150, beating out uh, an insane amount of talented women. So many, I've seen so many people saying they, they thought Britt Baker should have been number one. A lot of people saying they thought Deanna Peraza should have been one, number one. There was like, it was a fight. Like, it wasn't just set up for Bianca. Even after all she did, there was a lot of women that did a bunch of amazing things this year. It was a it was a fight up top. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like the top three this year, you know, they could have they could have went hand to hand. Like any, right. anybody out of those top three could have been number one this year. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Utami had a great year, had that great match with Shuri that got the five point five stars from Meltzer. Um, she's been a great champion. Uh then I feel like Deanna's had an amazing run since she left WWE. Um, yeah, either of them could have been number one easy, easily, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that Bianca got it. I have yep. a feeling that, you know, just all the historical things she did this year helped her get the edge. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, I mean, because it is historical, uh, what she did this year. And, like, looking at the top ten even, uh, it's a great list. Uh, and it's a diverse list in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um in that uh, it's diverse in terms of companies. Like, right. there's so many companies represented here, and it's diverse in terms of uh, racial background. Like, yep. uh, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of talented women, man. There's an insane amount. Like, under, there's more than 150. That's just yeah. this list. Like, it's incredible out there. Co- correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Britt Baker the only white woman that is in the top 10? Uh, what do we consider Deanna? Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, there's two. <laughs> there's two. I believe the the. <laughs> he said, "What do we consider?" Fazon. <laughs> <laughs> we we consider her a champion because we, yeah. we respect women around here. Yes, you know, don't cancel us. <laughs> That's it. We love it. Uh, but yeah, so we have uh and. Uh, Cyclops better than Wolverine says Bel Air is one of the right. few NXT success stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, here's the thing: there was a desire to see her succeed, and that is the key to an NXT success story. That's the right. key to any success story in WWE. If WWE wants somebody to succeed, they will get them there. Uh, oh. The the idea of somebody failing WWE is WWE giving up on them essentially. Yeah, because uh, especially now, you know, mm-hmm. Cena kind of gave them the balls to be like. And we don't care what the fans think. We'll push whoever we want. Right. Um, and so uh, since they've had that goal for the last, like, you know, we're going on two decades of that. You know, it's been 16 years since uh, the original John Cena push. Since they've had that, essentially any failing of WWE is them backing off. Now, yep. sometimes you do mm-hmm. have to take your hands off. Sometimes you do have to go, all right, we're not getting what we want out of this. But ultimately it is if they want something to succeed – they can make it succeed. Mm-hmm. And so with Bianca, if you noticed pretty much from the time she was called up, there was never a time period where you have felt, and it's only been a year and a half. So, uh, but in that entire time, you've never felt like, uh, Oh, they've let up off of Bianca per se. Right. Now I think they've done wrong by Bianca, uh, but I've never felt like SummerSlam. We'll never forget SummerSlam. Yeah. So. We'll never forget SummerSlam, but yeah. I've never felt like, there wasn't a desire to put her in a top spot. Right. Like, yeah, you no, she's always right presented now. as a big star. Like since she's yeah. been on the main roster, they've never like not been like Bianca's next up, you know? 
Yeah. Like, I mean, and they're saying in the chat, you know, she's a homegrown PC success story. And that is a big reason for that. Because you yeah. can see, like, Nikki Cross, they were like, after a week, eh. Yeah, done. they were like, eh. She's a superhero. Yeah. We're bored. Yeah. Like, we're, we're done with that. Yeah. Uh, it, it obviously, it was more than a week. But either way, you can I mean, very yeah, much see her, her, that. Her time on Raw was forgettable. She didn't really do anything on Raw. I feel like the moves to SmackDown is what really but, kind of pulled her. But yeah. that whole time she was on Raw, they were doing those vignettes. She right. didn't specifically do anything, but they were producing content for her mm-hmm. uh, in that they were featuring those vignettes every single week uh, with uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was a little annoyed that I was like, you invested the Raw audience <laughs> in right. all these vignettes and then drafted her. And moved her right over. Yeah, and then you moved her right mm-hmm. over. And then you moved her back. Um, so, yeah. They'll probably move her back next year again. This is how it goes. Yeah, I, I feel like she's one of the few really likable baby faces on the roster. Because mm-hmm. I feel like she doesn't ever feel contrived. I feel like she always feels very natural. Yeah, I feel like she's gotten better and better as a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's easy to root for her because she's always, you know, determined in a in a good way. It's never like, oh, well, you know, I lost this match, but I'm going to keep inserting myself in the title picture like a certain, you know, Scottish psychopath. Um, mm. but, <laughs> but no, I, I won't give I, up. I just feel like she's just a really, really good baby face. And I feel like that's like very rare, it, not, not just in WWE, but just in the industry right now. Well, so Jay Shells said, uh, Bianca struggled when she got to Raw, though happy they turned it around when uh, they did. She really deserves it. Such an inspiration. Okay, here's a, here's a good uh, point here. All right, maybe it's good. I don't know. I haven't said it out loud yet. Uh, okay, so my whole thing about how when WWE wants somebody to succeed, they will stick by them no matter what. Um. For the younger audience out there, there's a gentleman who wrestles on uh, WWE television. His name is Edge. Uh, and Edge was a guy who floundered a lot. Uh, to the point of where, if he was somebody that Vince didn't like, they would have flushed him very quickly. Right. Uh, and a good example of that was 2004. They brought Edge back... Uh, the Edge's whole 2004 was like a disaster. Uh, in that you just, everything you could do wrong, you did do wrong. Where uh, Edge, of course, got injured in 2003 with a neck injury. They, the storyline for his neck injury was that somebody attacked him backstage at No Way Out 2003. Who could have done this? Who could have done this to Edge right before his match and took him out? He comes back in 2004, no mention of that whatsoever. Uh, so, like, they're just like, hey, Edge is happy to be back. And I was one of those people who was like, but who attacked Edge? We're right. just done with that. Uh, he was out for a year, and he's just cool. Um, and uh, especially, like, this was just a few years after we just did, like, 2000. They did the whole Austin who ran down Austin thing. Right. So I'm like mad that mm-hmm. you didn't follow up on that with edge right but so they bring back edge happy-go-lucky babyface doesn't care about anything he's just coming out smiling happy to see the fans uh and the fans start turning on him to the point of where SummerSlam 2004 was in toronto canada and they booed edge in his hometown uh and that is an example of like you could have easily if that were anybody else, if that was somebody that WWE didn't care about, if WWE didn't have 
uh, a desire to see succeed, they would have just gone, well, we can see this edge thing's not working, move on to somebody else. Right. The next night, they didn't even hesitate. They didn't even hesitate because this was before, like, the Cena era of, like, uh, all right, let's keep trying. It was, like, the, the next night, the night after SummerSlam, Edge comes out, cuts a promo on the fans. They didn't even, like, uh, uh, like you know what? They turn on him, he's a heel now. Right. Uh, and he goes on to become the rated R superstar and have the best run of his career. Um, but that doesn't happen if he doesn't flounder. But also, my whole point here is that... Uh, if WWE wants someone to succeed, if something's not working, they'll find something else. Right. I mean, <coughs> Roman. <coughs> Roman Reigns. They will keep finding something until it works. Yep. It's only the people that they were like, they weren't trying with in the first place. That like the first thing that doesn't work, those are the guys they back off on. Bianca, to me, has always come off at least on the main roster, like somebody that they want to see succeed. Right. And uh, that she is uh, she is a homegrown star. She uh, she is a product of the Performance Center. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, you I know what? Know. Fans are kind of fickle, though. I, you know, I've recently seen fans saying that both they're bored of both CM Punk and Edge already. And I'm like, both of these people were out for so long, and they you, everybody wanted them back for so long. And now you're saying you're already bored of them because they're on your TV again. Hey. Some fans you just you'll never be able to please, no matter what you yeah, give not, them. Not to turn this into a CM Punk conversation, but I think people are missing the subtleties of the story that they're telling. Right. I right. think they're missing it, and I I think people are going to be surprised in a few weeks or a few months when it you know comes to culmination. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean Bianca just Bianca's been fantastic. I mean. That visual of her, you know, doing the one arm gorilla press on Thursday was just oh, incredible. Wow. Um, yeah. I wow. mean, I just think that she. That match just, was dope, too. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, put over Crown Jewel because, you know, yeah, I no. don't like what they're doing with that. No. We're not we're not going to put over them doing propaganda for their country. country. I don't know. I don't care how good that the show was. I Mm-mm. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> uh well, uh, Jay Shell, uh, continue. Thank you for the super chats, Jay Shell. You've been uh, an excellent super chatter today. It is a busy night of wrestling tonight. Yeah, uh, she asked, random, but will you guys be watching Bound for Glory? Can't busy wait night. for Cassie and Billy. Um, or, uh, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. we can't really call them that anymore, can we? Um, but, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, watch Impact. I don't tonight. I might get around to it. I'm gonna watch Dynamite um, and probably the GCW Dynamite show. It's a busy night of wrestling tonight. For uh, um, it sounds like it's gonna be a busy night for wrestling for me because I was yeah. originally supposed to have a get together with some friends, but I suspect that my daughter has COVID, so uh, that oh, no. is uh, not gonna be the case. I'm definitely not letting anybody in my house. Well, her best friend's got it, and she's not feeling good right now. Mm. And so putting two and two together. Oh, uh, get well soon, the Washington household. Yeah, so I'm like, I guess we're just going to stay in and watch some wrestling today. Uh, well, to and Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I wanted CM Punk. Instead, I got Phil Brooks. Look, I'm not going to be one of those guys who says, um, uh, wait and see. But I will say that that is the story they're telling. Uh, that 
You know, it was like you brought in. I think it would have been really difficult to bring in CM Punk, a guy who hasn't wrestled in seven years, and said like, "Oh, he's still that guy." Like, I like the idea of CM Punk having to um, to work his way back up uh, to. Because I don't know, I liked the Matt Seidel match. Uh, we mentioned yeah. that last week. I don't uh, think that they, I don't think they understand CM Punk's story. This is how he. This is kind of normal for how he does. He plays his characters. You know what I mean? Like he's. Yeah. It's not going to be dream matches out the gate. That's just not what he's came back to do, yeah, and see, I think that's what people want. This the way that they've done this is very smart because they've had the juxtaposition of Daniel Bryan having these incredible matches back to back to match. Mm -hmm. And then you've got CM Punk basically having to figure it out as he goes, trying different ways to beat people every time he wins. Right. Um, trying different gear even. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even the point to him doing the complex thing and buying the Jordans, he was very uneasy about it and immediately giving them away because he felt like they weren't him. Right. All of that stuff is part of what he's it's doing. Him doing commentary mm-hmm. and not, you know, he's basically trying to see how he still fits in wrestling. That is the story. Yeah, and I think that um, I think his big feud is coming, and I think yeah. there's little seeds being planted for it because uh, I think I think his major feud is going to be MJF. Uh, that's that's my theory. Um, have, have you guys noticed? Not to cut you off, but have uh-huh. you guys noticed that every time? He comes out and does commentary, and Adam Cole has a match right before it. His music cuts off CM Punk's music. Uh, it happens every yeah. time. Mm. And they've been, just to point it out, mm. when CM Punk came back and did backstage, who was on that episode? Adam yeah. Cole. Adam Cole yeah. has always said that, that CM Punk is his big inspiration. Mm. He's a big part of why he does what he does. I think the Adam Cole match is going to happen sooner than people. They're planting seeds. Listen to CM Punk when he commentates an Adam Cole match. They're planting yeah. a lot of seeds. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot. He signed a three-year deal. There's time. Yeah. There is yeah. time, I promise. Jay Shell says, uh, oh, Billy, my God, I forgot. <laughs> it was Jessica. Uh, thank you guys for such an amazing show. This has been a great mental break from college applications. Um, get back to the college applications, though. Yes. <laughs> but um, but thank you for uh, spending your Saturday with us. And Furt. Uh, says Bound for Glory, uh, Alexander versus Christian. Loving Josh's story since Ethan left. Uh, I yeah. mean, I guess I, 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 I they confirmed the uh, the main of the women's main event. The women's match could still put, potentially that, be the main event. That right? should be the main event, in my opinion, because I feel like Mickey versus Deanna has been the best storyline they've had for the last few months, at least. They've been building it for a while. It's. Yeah. I feel like that should be the main event. Uh, that's the match I'm the most excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm excited for the tag match to see the inspiration come through. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great pay-per-view. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for it. Me too. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I guess predictions on the two world title matches. I think that Deanna is going to retain. I yep. feel like she has beaten every Attitude Era um, legend that she's come across in jazz and well Melina's not from Attitude there. She's like right on the cusp. But I feel like she's going to beat um Mickey and I feel like the one who's going to beat Deanna is Tasha Steels. All right. Uh yeah I feel the same. I think Josh Alexander of course is gonna go over in the main event. He should I think go Josh over in the I think Josh event. Alexander wins, been, yeah. They've been building up to this for a long time and I think Josh Alexander's gonna be an amazing impact world champion. All the matches, the potential matches are endless especially with this forbidden door still being cracked wide open. So 
he could wrestle anybody, like you're saying. <laughs> got it's gonna be Suzuki great. possibly going there soon. Got right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not possible. Uh, he is. We know that. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's confirmed. Uh, so, yeah. Um, there's lots of wrestling to watch tonight. So and, much. Yeah. Uh, watch Black Girl Magic. We didn't super get around to it, but um, a tremendous show. All black women wrestling show. Um, get IWTV. and It's only $10. Just pay $10 and go watch this show. Yeah. It's, uh, definitely go watch that. Just um, a, a, a lot of great stuff going on, you guys. Wrestling yeah, I mean, has been insane. <laughs> the man. news never stops. The stories never stops. Every 10 minutes, there's something new happening. So, Yeah, if you don't watch it for anything else, I feel like Jordan Blade versus Janai Kai Woo! was a really, really good match. Yeah. And you should watch it for that. Both of them are incredible. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying that there are no black women that you know are out there that could still be signed, those are two women right there that you can sign. I hope nobody's saying that. Uh, I, people I, are still true. saying that. Yeah. How people say wild things on Twitter? Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Because last I checked, uh, I mean Willow Nightingale's not like Willow is not, still out there. Yeah, yeah she's still, still out, there. out there. Like no, how? Right. It's not a statement you can make. And here's Willow, the thing: Willow Holiday, Nicole yeah. Savoy. There's so many. Yeah. And not just that, but I'm pretty sure that black people didn't just become sterile. It's not yeah. just like, <laughs> right. it's not like we just like stop producing. This, that's not right. how this works. Where are all the black women at? They're they're out there. Look, they're out there. Yeah, and again, <laughs> to, to go back to our number one topic, I think after this after this year, you're gonna see more and more black women want to watch wrestling and want to wrestle because of because of the main event of WrestleMania and because yep. of Beyonce succeeding on such a high level this year. So, yep. you know, I think it's only up for you. Um, now, Furt uh, was bringing up that uh, I thought Willow was ROH. Um, I don't think she's signed. Though. No, she's not signed ROH. No, she's I not signed the, anywhere. I think Trisha Dora is officially signed. With Trish her. is the one that's. But signed I don't think Willow is signed. Yeah, Willow, Willow has like a deal with MLW, but that's not a signed deal. That's just yeah. like she's hanging out over here having matches. But either way, and you know, and it's not to knock Ring of Honor, it's not to knock MLW, but you know that's not the end goal for anybody. Exactly. Uh, so uh, the end goal is always going to be the top of the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, the question is just what the top of the industry means anymore. Because uh, we're in a different time. And it's yep. fun. Yep. Friends, this has been Grapsity on your Saturday. I want you to make sure to follow all of us. Follow Grapsity, Grapsity Pod. Uh, that is our uh, Twitter handle. It's and up then, here. Yeah. You can also uh, follow, as you just mentioned, uh, Righteous Reg right over there. And you could also follow William RBR. I'm right there. And Phil DL616. I pointed mm. in the wrong direction. Because <laughs> look, this whole thing is mirrored and it's, it, it feels stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, so you can follow us all on social media. Again, be sure to give us your feedback um, and uh, let us know in the. Uh, again, the YouTube chat is always a good way, but also leave us your comments. Uh, give us a thumbs up if you like the show. Again, go away if you don't. Um, <laughs> but no, or do what you want. Don't Whatever. forget, give... fix your hat when you talk to us, and hey, uh, you know, tie them shoes. <laughs> fix, fix your hat, man. Fix uh, your face too. <laughs> but you can also, uh, again, subscribe to youtube.com slash fightful. Uh, we're on every Saturday, we're on at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And yeah, I'm just 
Ready. Shout out to SRS before we go. I, yes. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he be saying on there. SRS. I really <laughs> what if the lyrics to that song like about killing someone? I'm pretty sure they were. Uh, they? but Kali <laughs> Boy was on that? Damn. Kali Boy was on that time. Damn. <laughs> they were like, you know, this is for WWE, right? He was like, yo, it's we beat him. It don't matter. Uh but anyway. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Grapsity. I'm Will. He's Phil. He's Reg. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time and have a great day. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.